0: And welcome to episode 81 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, John Stabler, and joining me in the orange sidewinder for this episode are Ben Moss-Woodward, Head of Health and Safety. Hello, Ben. Greetings. How are you today, John? I'm excellent. I hope you're well. I am also joining us. Oh, good. Good. Also joining us, Colin Ford, Head of Archives.
1: Good evening, and how's everything in in, in southern Wales?
0: Uh, it's a lot sunnier here than it is in England, but we're not here to talk about the rugby. Um, <laughs> and finally, joining us, uh, someone else, another, well, oh, from somewhere that is doing well in Scotland, Grant Walcott, our Chief bastard.
2: Come on, come on, these Scots, come on, the Scotland! <laughs> hey, three Scots and a Welshman! I have to say it's kind of unusual because this is a really—it's an unnerving situation for me to be in, where we're still in a cup tournament, and <laughs> one of the other home nations has gone out before us. This is just it's, it's scary. We're not even—we're not even got our chance of mathematically it's still possible for us to qualify <laughs> going yet. We're actually potentially going to do this. It's unbelievable. So yeah, it was—it was a cracking match, even though we lost it. I. I've never enjoyed a rugby match like I did on uh, Saturday there. That was awesome. And I'm not talking about the England one. I didn't even watch that when I was busy.
0: Well, you know, they were talking about this blood moon and how it was going to be, like, it's a sign of the end of the world. No, it was was just a sign of the end of the English rugby campaign. Well, yeah, yeah, whenever there's something strange happening in the sky, there's always some nutters who think it's going to be the end of the world. (sighs) Some people... In fact, I think I was reading in, in, uh, on some news website today that there's a certain religious group who thinks the world's going to end tomorrow. Well,
3: so. maybe they should all just kill themselves tonight, just, just in case. It would be a lot, lot more painful. <laughs> uh, apparently it's going to be a quick death anyway. It's not, not going to
0: be one of these long, drawn-out kind of apocalypses. We're all going to be oh. consumed by fire, so, you know, I suppose that's mm. one thing. That's one good
2: thing uh, about it. Yeah. Commander Ignatius I J. Riley says, What is this rugby? <laughs> hand egg to two Americans.
1: <laughs> no, that's American football's hand egg.
3: aren't
0: <laughs> aren't they aren't the Yanks doing alright in the rugby? I thought, you know, they put in a good performance, I thought. No? Silence. Silence. Maybe.
1: Yes, we're we're only interested in
0: the home nations. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> right, fine. Hey, okay, I, I was so, impressed with what Wales was doing. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you know, we're not too bad. We're not too bad. Um, so, just to let you know, uh, if you want, you can join us live. Um, I don't know about you guys. I am hanging outside of Lave Station in game in public. Um, I know that we usually say use the private group foza, but um, you guys are in public, aren't you?
3: Yeah, we're all in open. We're yeah, open. Yeah. Although okay. I am actually off to Ross 860 at the moment
2: Yeah I figured I would we'd do A wee impromptu um, Community goal run tonight Seeing as uh, So this was so painful last week And I never ever 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 Ever, ever want to go back there Ever and today I decided that on my journey I would pick up an advanced discovery scanner just to make some extra money, maybe jump up a rank in my uh, exploration and realise I hate exploring. It makes that journey worse, if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh my God. So I got to um, a system, uh, Ross 890, and it is a place called Wedge Dock where sells narcotics and animal meats, the two commodities in high quantities ish, it's not great but uh, enough that you can probably make a profit if we head over to uh, Bacon City to do this community goal, so I'm sitting there waiting, I'll wait until Ben arrives see if any other commanders arrive, send some wing requests to Psycho Cow if you want to join up and we'll do that and head over there and just, yeah, try and get another community goal going I think it's too many in such a short time but anyway, yeah well, I'm going to try
1: and make my way might be there. But, uh,
2: oh, you're yeah. going there as uh, well.
3: Yeah. And by the way, wedge Hub is in Ross 860, not 890 people.
2: <laughs> Ross860. <860. laughs> Edit that one in.
3: Ross860.
0: <laughs> right. uh, and just to let people know, you can join us in the IRC chat channel. Uh, it's hash, lave-radio on QuakeNet. Uh, you can access that through the lave-radio page. Uh, if you want to tweet us during the show, you can, at Laveradio, if you've got any questions, and we'll try and answer them if we've got time. Uh, did we actually put out any requests for questions on Facebook today?
1: Uh, we didn't, uh, but we do have a couple of things to discuss. From uh, We do seem to be getting questions uh, during the week now. We don't have to actually put oh. out for questions. Oh, that's good.
0: Okay. I know it's quite, They're quite nice out there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's good that they're giving us discussion topics. Okay, I'm going to do the usual thing of asking people what they've been up to this week. We've already talked about rugby. Some of us have been watching that. We know it's not everyone's cup of tea, so we will kind of pass on that. So uh, what have you been up to, Ben?
3: Oh, I've been playing with Grant Weberty, Uh doing the Cobra versus the Hutton Muggers. No, the Cobra versus the Vipers for Hutton Mugs versus Code or something like that. And then on Sunday, I was playing with Kate for most of the afternoon. Lucky you. It was good fun. We had lots of fun in Sidewinders around Slough. And I actually, I have to officially say this. I promised Kate I would ask for the Labour Radio crew to stop dumping um, bio-waste in and around Slough. It's getting very messy. They can't cope with it. They've had to recruit people to try to get it cleared, and it's just not working.
1: Oh, well, considering I've never been to Slough yet, because, well, it's Slough, but
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's
1: us that are actually doing it anymore.
2: It's where um, I go to press flush. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, it's all Grant's fault. Now, don't you just have a wormhole going from Windows Hole back there?
2: <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's where we get all our material for dockers. <laughs>
0: So, Colin, what have you been up to? Something interesting, I hope.
1: Well, yeah, I've been doing a, a few things. I mean, I joined in, in, in the Code vs. Uh, truckers thing for, for about half an hour at the end of it. It was very intense, the ones that I ended up in. Uh, maybe I just timed it right when the code were coming in at, at full throttle. Uh, out of game, however, I've been working on the miniatures games and for Fantastic On. And I'm pleased to say I now have a full set of models and stands, which, um, if you look on on Reddit, you'll be able to see uh, some badly painted models, but from a distance they look cool. (laughs) Uh, And they'll be used uh, in the miniatures game at Fantasticon. So the game is almost ready. I think we've just got um, two more ships to to come in, uh, and uh, we'll be ready to go.
0: Okay. Grant, there's your key
2: well, what have I been up to this week? We did the So This Community Goal last Tuesday uh, This or as I'm now calling it the sod this it was uh, a bind and then of course we had the Hutton vs Code Battle on Saturday night so we had all the organisation that we had a Thursday night um, tuition and tutorial for people who came along to learn some tactics and how to get the best loadout in their Cobra, we then took them on in the fields, there was Twitch Streams everywhere there was oh so many people in this live radio team speak channel we had ah oh, countless rooms occupied with wings of four one with about eight people in it because we tried to put two wings together um we went out into the void we battled hard it was epic and then of course We finished that up on the Saturday and instantly had to start planning for the Hut and Mug convoy this weekend, which is going to be equally epic, and we are going to meet at a particular station. I can actually tell you now, because it's kind of been mentioned, let's just say we're trying to keep the route quiet, because we don't want the pirates to know where we're going. So, we'll be leaving from, and this goes just between us, Okay? Don't pass this on to any pirates. We'll be meeting at Ross 154 at 8pm on Saturday. Our final destination is, and don't let anybody know... Chaviano Gateway, which is a perfect scientific research base and it looks awesome. For the entire journey, we'll be arriving in a system waiting for a two-minute timer before we jump to give a chance for everyone to catch up. So, even if you're on the Xbox version, because it went live so they can join us, just tune into to Hutton Orbital. I think we might stream on live radio as well. No, we can't. We can't. There's all sort of issues with sort of licensing and things, so we've got to be very careful. So we'll be on com, the radio station there, and we'll be on Twitch.PsychoCow. Okay? We'll probably host it on Live Radio's Twitch channel too, so you can catch it there. Come and join in with us. Just remember, you have to go and get your mugs first. If we were to do a convoy to go and sell the mugs that included getting the mugs, that would be an hour and a half of extra gameplay slapped on just for the drive then there's the queue to get the mugs so, for the rest of this week we will have small ships based at Hutton Orbital, we're hopefully going to have a loading of large ships on... Thursday evening um, so we'll get some information out about that as well so we can help load up bigger ships with hearts and mugs and with the gin as well so that you've got a nice set of rares ready for the convoy on the Saturday. And then we're going to go out there, we're going to sell that stuff, make huge profits. Uh, it is an outpost so something that I'd missed and, and didn't realise, this is an outpost that we're flying to so those large ships who are thinking, excellent, I'll be able to get a full hold of stuff and make an absolute killing actually we'll have to unload you at the other end technically but what we will do is make sure that you're left with a decent amount of mugs in your hold to be able to go and make a profit at a nearby station and that should be good compensation maybe we'll leave you with some gin or something but that's the plans and I think it's going to be great we really want to get that kind of Battlestar Galactica kind of, you know, when they did the jumps and then they'd stop and they'd look around and go crap, we're missing one. Has anyone got them on comms? And then that would be the case. Every time they made a jump they lost a ship. We're looking for that kind of excitement and we never know when we're going to meet pirates or if we're going to meet pirates. We also have a refuelling stop at a top secret location too that we will be stopping and the fuel rats will be there to use their fuel limpets to refuel us for our merry way. We have some members of the first great expedition coming along to join us as well we've got a some special missions for combat pilots please get in touch we need some good combat pilots to escort us on this epic journey just in case we do run into trouble just in case the npcs get a bit itchy as well and uh, yeah it's going to be awesome because if you can imagine it you join us on eight o'clock we will then give you the first jump details. We'll all program it in and we'll set the two minute timer starting and you'll then go crap, I can't make that in one jump and you'll have to make a route to it so you'll need to catch up with us before the next two minute timer runs out or you could be lagging behind but if you keep tuned to Hutton Orbital Radio you'll be able to keep up or watch one of the Twitch streams we'll keep you up to date with the route where we've been so you can follow that route and if you're on Xbox if you're on the Mac if you're on the PC and you're in a different instance join in anyway and we want to know who you're flying with where you are so make sure you send loads of nice messages to PsychoCow in-game so that I can give you a shout out on air. That's what's coming up this week. Other than that, I've done my VAT return. I've got submitted paperwork for financial assessments for various different things for my gran. I had another uh, inspection of the flat with the potential to sell it soon. Hopefully, that's going to come off. Um, I had my car serviced. Um, Oh, Oh, his parents night tonight, that was stressful. Uh, not because of that, I'm just trying to fit this stuff in. And then tomorrow night, I'm going out with Dave Pearson, who's working in Glasgow, and I'm going to take him to a really interesting restaurant where he is going to eat things he's never eaten before because it's Glasgow. It's um, it's, um deep fried. Okay. Deep fried haggis and Mars bars. And that's all we've got time for tonight. So thanks for tuning in to Lave Radio. We'll <laughs> see you again next week. <laughs>
3: Well, it's been a quiet week, hasn't it? I mean, not a lot's really happened.
2: No, I, I don't know what to do with myself, to be honest. I, you know, I'm just
3: a bit bored. Now, I was going to play some Prison Architect, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to... Pr- well, Prison Architect has been released today, so... You know, I've got a prison to escape from
2: that's right oh yeah and of course and amongst all that we were playing some Pulsar uh, I don't know if anyone watched that on the Twitch stream for the Live Radio Twitch stream that's a cracking little um, find of a game that I used to hate but now I love but um, yeah I think it's going to be next week before I get a chance to join in some games there
0: yeah, basically that's all time. I did last week you know of interest really is like we, we played that Pulsar and uh, that's kind of that's a really cool game but it's it's very niche isn't it because it's it's kind of hard to get five people together at the same time, Do you know. Who, <coughs> wow. Who, well,
1: so is is, Pol- really is Pol- 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 so basically the same as Artemis, only you're running around the ship in first person, so you can run between the stations?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's 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 well, you know, it's it's kind of yeah, it's very Artemis-y, except it's a bit more first person. You're not just looking at a console. It's you know you actually get to run around and you can get off the ship and go and you know do stuff
1: i must admit when i when i saw you lot play it i was thinking is is that a star trek role-playing game or are they playing paranoia what's paranoia oh it's a role play it's a role-playing game from the the 90s which basically um you were given six characters because
3: they died so quickly computer is your friend
2: yeah, and it was recently kickstarted funded and relaunched and will be coming out reasonably soon in a new uh, a new version but yes, no it's not, it's like a, a Star Trek bridge simulator, like Artemis, uh, it's like the bits that are missing from Elite with multi-crew and landing on planets for away missions and the bits that are missing from Artemis, mainly the same thing landing on the planets, uh, it's got all that gameplay and it's very good as a group game, it's not so great on your own but it is 可以 amazing, when things go wrong it's hilarious and when you get things right the genuine sense when you're under attack and you can see the shields going down in the hull beginning to crumple for the engineer to adjust all the power settings to get the most out of the rest of the ship, either run or fight, you run with your crew when you get the enemy ship's shields down, you run down to the transporters, you beam across, you start taking out their crew, you run into their engineering department and you flick the ship off and jump back to your ship and then you can blow out the sky or continue to fight on on their ship until you take c- control it's got all of that and it, in fact it's it's kind of yeah it's kind of like a, a lower graphic, lower res version of all these massive games coming out like Star Citizen Elite Dangerous uh, uh, maybe not quite No Man's Sky, I saw a nice video of that today which was stunning as well that looks like a pretty, pretty Didn't
3: Derek Smart say it was impossible? What, No Man's Sky? No, uh, playing a game that you could be flying a ship, landing on a planet, doing away missions, running around in the ship. I'm Hang sure I've heard s- somewhere say that's possible.
1: Hang on a second. Can we just all agree never ever to mention that person's name again? Because if <laughs> you mention him more than a couple of times, he'll end up turning up somehow. We don't want that.
2: Okay, so, yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's like a, a very... Uh, Basic game is missing an awful lot of the filler. It's pretty smooth as a result of not having AAA standard graphics. It's, it's just beautiful, you know. It's, it, the, the actual space scenery is quite stunning, if somewhat unrealistic, but it's quite pretty. It's sufficient and it gives you the opportunity to really immerse yourself in the fun of the game. Uh, we had an issue where we beamed across, and I think Mindwipe was our weapons engineer. It was his first game and uh, I think Bewilderbeast and Captain Skippy Captain Skiprat beamed across and took out a lot of their crew so it was then safe so science officer Alien went over I came running over and uh, Mindwipe stayed on board and as I beamed over to the ship he fired that last shot that blew up the enemy ship with all of us aboard it it's just that kind of thing there's a ship, you usually die you go, what happened there? Mindwipe, you did stop firing at them, didn't you? Huh? No one told me. You like, Oh my goodness.
3: Sir. In Mindwipe's defense, we do actually have auto turrets as well.
0: Yeah, Defozor made that mistake the other night when we were playing on the stream, didn't he? Mm. He left them on auto, so we were people were boarding the ship and the guns were still firing at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Red shirt mistake.
0: So I suppose we better start talking about, you know, that other game. Uh, Elite Dangerous. Well, if so we'll you want to, to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll go to development news uh, Now as usual I've been very busy I've got a life um, So I haven't caught up with it all uh, But there was an interview with uh, Chris Marsh um, Who has, who amazingly looks like a guy I know um, but Chris, you're better looking uh, Apart from that um, this uh, Chris is responsible for putting together all of the um, all of the Aisha dealers and things like that I mean which is great it's nice to know they got a dedicated team mm. to uh, produce some trailers you know I, I don't know how much you know how big the team is or how much you know they spend on making these trailers I don't think it's a lot um, so uh, did any did did he say anything that piqued your interest guys um, he was more just talking about his kind of job day to day of you know the process of putting together trailers. Um, yeah, was there anything interesting?
2: I didn't get a chance to see that particular video at all.
0: Oh, it's not video. It's it's like just like a it was a meet the team.
2: All oh, right, no, I didn't get an opportunity to have a look at that one yet.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't impressed with him because he backs the feds. Uh, <laughs> well, so your good prejudice guy's is kicking in again. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like the, the one of the last four, like, the last kind of acceptable kind of race forms of racism, I guess, that you can hate an entire pe- people because they're of a different faction. Oh, that's
3: um, an appropriate moment. We'll have to get your opinion on the new Emperor, then. Mmm. Oh. You see, yes, I, I have been <laughs> playing the game, so who is the new Emperor now?
2: It was announced not, what, an hour before our show was due to come on? Yeah, and you that, haven't man.
0: read it yet? That's disgusting. Well, I'm very sorry about that. I was actually,
3: you know, <laughs> called <laughs> yourself you. reading the. Yeah. Your your emperor has been announced, and you don't know who it is. Uh, well, well, who is it?
1: <laughs> well, Ben doesn't know either because he's just quickly looking it up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to actually That's read despicable. the whole thing. You know who it is? Okay, well, well, I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's it's uh, a, yeah. it's a Duval. <laughs> really?
3: <laughs> no. uh, Standing on the steps of the Senate building, Chancellor Anders Blaine announced the Senate's decision on the su- succession. In a historic selection, and as a result of a clear majority vote, Arisa Lavagne Duval will be the next ruler of the empire. She will, be, she will be the first female leader of the empire since Marlon Duval founded the or- original colony on Akenar in the 23rd century, although she will carry the title emperor rather than empress. Such an appointment would have been impossible prior to the reign of Hengst Duval due to an ancient decree that all imperial rulers be male, but ruling passed by the late emperor early in his reign did away with this generation's old tradition. The news has been almost universally celebrated, and even Princess Ailing Duval offered her support for the appointment. The celebrations are likely to continue until the coronation coronation ceremony in a week's time. However, not everyone agrees with the Senate's decision. However, in a statement, Emperor's Dawn, evil scum that they are, declared the selection of Orissa Lavanya Val a desecration on the traditions of the Empire. The organisation has vowed to not allow the ceremony to happen. And I can't say the word ceremony.
2: No, you did it there. Although, I mean, I don't think it's too bad for her to call herself Emperor. I mean, she does have a little bit of a beard. Two, one, engage. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes, Grant, I've been waiting for you at Ross 860, but I can't see you anywhere, but, where, by the way.
2: I've just jumped. I was waiting for you. and I, got I gathered
3: that, and hearing you jump away made me think, OK, start this. someone by the way, and anymore. <laughs> no,
2: I was there. I was, I was outside the station, but I think... I've been pinging you, bit- but
3: you, I've been inviting you, and you've been ignoring <coughs> me. Just uh, it's, it's, not,
2: it's just not coming through. I think, I think the thing—the instancing—is still a bit ropey tonight, so we'll just have to try and muck on. Because not a single player is in my instance, and I've got <laughs> a single message from you at all. And I sent you a wing invite as well, so it's clearly not quite functioning, guys. Just it's, do that. Yeah. That's a great unless, place to get your stuff for that community goal. And it's unless you've been shadow banned, did he even shadow banned? He <laughs> might well have been. Were you being naughty
3: on on Saturday?
2: no i do I, n- I never cheat i 'm not good enough to cheat <laughs>
0: so okay i s- I suppose in some ways this segues into like the major topic, which uh, is the news or it 's not really news it 's now history that um, they 've released one point four mm. uh, today uh, how smoothly did that? deployment go do you know guys I've been in work all day so obviously I wasn't one of those people that are trying to log on all morning
2: well did the it? the new launcher was available at around about 11 o'clock this morning um, I got that installed and then the upgrade button appeared practically sort of 10-15 minutes later so got the thing downloaded in about 10-15 minutes and then the rest of the day was spent just waiting for the servers to come back online And when they did, it was very ropey indeed. Very ropey. You would get um, constant server server errors and uh, disconnections, and you'd get into the game, do a jump, and then knock off it again. And it was very, very ropey until about an hour ago, and then it kind of smoothed out. Now, they were saying that the issues were just the sheer demand on the servers that were causing problems. So it was a bit ropey, but it's good now. Okay, so it's
0: not too bad then. Not quite as uh, bad as GTA was when, you know, GTA (laughs) 5 when they first made the multiplayer available.
2: No, it's it's working okay
3: from what I've been trying.
2: And I've heard from people who jumped into CQC that they were getting very favourable and quick reactions from the matchmaking which is great news so uh, I was in two minds whether or not to do this community goal run or jump onto doing some CQC but what I might do is while I'm parked up at Hutton Orbital uh, later on is jump onto CQC then because that will be a bit more you know, good use of my time and then people can message me if you see me, if you're looking for someone to load you up you can send me a message while I'm playing CQC and I can jump in and Help you out at the hut that's my plans
0: okay mm. uh, I suppose uh, so so what actually is in this update then um, it's been such a long time since i've um, since, since the last update it seems that I'm trying to work out what's actually in it apparently there's more missions yeah yes, there, um, there's
1: uh, sorry there are yeah, there, there are more. There are more missions. Um, they uh, they extend over um, a couple of systems. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we do have uh, new ships. We do have. Uh, oh, sc- someone else is going to have to take this over because I think my guts are going to be coughing up in a minute.
3: <coughs> so yeah, we've got the Imperial Eagles been added. The Federal Gunship. The Federal Assault Ship. Um, you mentioned CQC already, didn't you, Colin? No. <laughs> He's, okay. still coughing. He's still coughing. Um, so, yeah, this I, I guess the, the main thing has been CQC being added to the game, and I think we, we've all played that now, haven't we? I know Grant play. has, I know Colin has. Have you, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I played it a bit.
0: Um, uh, it's okay. okay. Oh, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed please. in it, to be honest. Because um, uh, I'm I was probably one of the few people that it could potentially appeal to. In that I do mm. like good old kind of deathmatch game, but um, I don't know maybe I need to give it another go. Uh, it just seemed like a lot of hard work. Maybe because the matchmaking wasn't great. You know, well, just it, to get It could well be.
2: It does sound like you need to get onto a decent wing of people uh, and that'll make a big difference because some of the most exciting stuff in CQC is capture the flag and if you've got a good team and you're in good communication with each other uh, it can be extremely satisfying it feels like you're doing something pretty special when you're um, managing to score points team deathmatch is equally enjoyable and I do like a little bit of solo deathmatch too just for the wanton destruction
0: Well, you know, I do like objective-based stuff. So, um, you know, and I think I did give capture the flag a go, and I think I I got the flag, but I didn't know how to drop it off at my base. Is there something? Just fly through your hole. All you do is fly through it.
2: No, well, there's Ah. there's there's a there's a caveat because you can only capture their flag if your flag is still where it was. So, where your flag is and where their flags are is your capture point. So you pick their flag up and bring it back to where your flag is and as long as your flag is still in situation, they haven't nicked it then you cross over your flag and that essentially captures it. So you've got that point where both teams have got each other's flags and you've got the flag carriers on both sides trying to stay alive long enough for their team to kill the opposition's flag carrier and return the flag so that they can then carry, you know, capture it. And it does lead to these wonderful kind of tip for tap battles and high octane bits when you're, you can see they're about to kill your flag carrier and return it so you then fly over in the hopes that you can stop them or recapture it before they cross over It's that's where the excitement comes in that's the real, real fun parts Okay, cool
0: Um, Timed assassinations was one thing that kind of jumped out at me when I was reading through the, the patch notes um, now, I, when I played Frontier First Encounters, I don't think I did any assassinations. But
3: does anybody know anything about these? I mean, to be fair, it's only got. We're not today. getting those ones yet. They're coming. They're coming in. I think one dot five or two or somewhere in the Season Horizons, where we're actually going to be told Joe Blogs is going to be here. Then kill him. Oh right. So just that, yeah, um timed assassinations are something slightly different. And great- Warning. Okay, fine. Temperature. Critical. Um temperature. All right. So it's Warning. just
0: basically CQC then. And a few missions.
3: And lots of bug fixes as usual. Um, yeah, sure. there was one which really tickled my sense of humor if I see we've got the Condor which is a ship I absolutely adore. Um got to find this now. Yeah. Does anybody know what the specs on this new Imperial Eagle are? Don't know the exact specs. It's faster than the existing Eagle. It's got more punch to it. I always found with the Eagle that basically because you're shooting class ones, it takes forever to get anything bigger than a crown. Whereas the Imperial Eagle's got a class two in there as well, so it's got a medium, and we can actually... It's was that you're actually able to kill things a little bit faster, which is nice. Um, okay. I, I really like the Imperial Eagle, actually. Um, scanning through these notes, looking for one of the things. Oh, that's it. For some reason, I've got no idea what this patch note is meant to mean, but apparently, the invite was not yours to accept. No idea what that means, but that was like, okay. Can't think what on earth they're on about there. No,
2: oh, yeah,
3: right. I mean, random. There very is random. one. There is one little
1: thing to to have a look at on the server side changes of the release note, right at the very bottom. They've got to put more awesome into space as part of the official release note.
0: Hmm. They're getting very uh, obscure, aren't they? These patch notes. Okay. Uh, So still no passenger missions, unfortunately, Um, Mm -hmm. but maybe one day in the distant future. um, I still don't know why people are so excited by them. It's just basically a different type of cargo. But, you know, I suppose they need to justify, you know, the purchase of,
3: um, you know, those big passenger liners. I think the theory behind the excitement behind the passenger missions is... Again, something that's coming with the missions update in, in Horizons, which is, let's say I go off and hire somebody, that person might well have a bunch of pirates chasing after him, uh, and we might have interactions between yourself and your passenger, and potentially people after your passenger, or your passenger might then accidentally, maybe, drop a rare stone or something like that in your in the cabin, and then you have to return it to them or deliver it somewhere else or whatever. And it's the, the surrounding gameplay alongside the, the passenger that actually makes it exciting. Okay, I mean
0: uh, they confirmed basically that, it, that the Horizons is going into beta on what the first of October. Is that correct?
3: That can't be no. right, because it's the second no, no. of over today.
0: No, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong thing. I was reading the patch notes. <laughs> wrong. No, never mind. Is there a date yet? I think I asked this last time I was on. I said, have they given any, any concrete date, or is it still, you know...
2: It's no, still it's holidays. still
0: holidays. Oh, okay, fine. No problem. Um, well, so, I mean... As far as this goes, this uh, this current update they've just rolled out, you know, what is the bit that you know has got you the most excited? Are you glad just to be in CQC now that it's you know publicly available, or do you think that something else is better?
2: I am really glad about CQC finally being there because it's nice to be able to sort of play that in the real universe and get the benefits of the cash that you can raise through it and so when I have a day when I just I don't want to do the grind, I don't want to log in, I can just jump in there and have some quick action and you know, instantly it does help in the game as well so it's got a reason to it at the moment maybe not quite tied in uh, I quite fancy having a look at the salvageable wrecks that now appear in Super Cruise and the various different uh, the nav points and the the was it corrupt nav point What is was it called again Kind of oh, it's the compromised nav beacon. The compromised, compromised. nav. So yeah. yeah, and have a go. You know, and have a look at the the universe and see how it feels now with all these slight like, minor changes. But I'd love to go and see a salvageable wreck and see what you can actually do there. I didn't get a chance to play much beta um, on account of mayhem, because mm. mayhem just totally and utterly ate my time up in organisational side of things. So I'm glad to finally be able to have a go at these things at my leisure.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I must admit, it, I, I played in the, in the beta for a little while, uh, and I did come across a hazardous resource extraction site and a comprom- compromised nav beacon. And I must admit, um, they were just as intense as low-intensity and high-intensity uh, combat zones can be. So um, if, you're, if you're out for a bit of fun and, and fancy risking, taking a risk or two, I'd recommend going, if you see those, go for them.
0: Yeah, I think in the beta I did try the hazardous uh, resource extraction site, and uh, I made quite a bit of cash. It's a really good bounty hunting area. That oh
1: yeah, I completely agree. Especially in something like a, a fertile land, so you can you can basically clean up there.
0: Okay, yeah. uh, that's one thing I was that's the one thing I was probably excited seeing actually in the main game was those kind of things where you can you know it makes uh, bounty hunting a bit more viable as a career choice uh, because you know uh, I'm not a big trader personally Um, do you think that trading is still you know an obvious the obvious cash cow or do you think that they're making some headway into making it uh, other careers viable
1: uh, well, I, th- I think trading uh, still is the the meat and bones of the of the first uh, of, of your starting point. To be honest, um, but uh, I do think that you know things like bounty hunting, things like exploring, they are they are beginning to pay their own way. I mean, um, especially if you're doing exploring as part of a community goal and come back with a whole lot of data, that is that you know you end up with a, a big. Big water cash to help upgrade your
0: ships with. Okay.
3: Uh, me- one thing. Sorry, go, John. No, no, you, you go. Go. One thing which I've liked, which hasn't been mentioned yet, is the player sponsored factions. So, you know, okay, this is just a silly little thing, but it was lovely at the um, Code versus Huston Orbital buggers or truckers or whatever we are, seeing our names, or seeing the faction's name. In Wolf 359, seeing the missions that Alvin was dishing out, um, Alvion being Snoz's dog, and, you know, going off and telling the Hutton truckers to go and do piracy missions of all things, which seemed incredibly ironic, but it was really nice just seeing those things in-game, and the introduction of... The, well, are we getting the tier two NPCs coming in now, or whatever it is, getting the introduction of the NPCs anyway, which are named NPCs coming in and interacting with? Sh- it's got a lot of potential for storyline there.
2: I think yeah. just yeah, the, just the introduction of player groups is something that's going to oh, it's going to just create create the ability for some people to lose days to the game <laughs> in the attempts to try and build their powers up, you know and and that's awesome, and to see know, well, we're obviously got, uh, well, it's one of these things, we'll have to wait and see how it pans out because the likes of Mobius's group, his group is massive with over 3,000 in fact, I think he's got more than that now members, and, and in his group there are subgroups, and these uh, abilities to sort of sign yourself up to a player group in game now which I've not had a chance to do, I'm hopefully going to get a chance to see that over the next couple of days. Uh, is to know whether or not you can just, you know, join the one uh, and only be in the one, in which case some of these big groups may, will be affected by members of the big group wanting to be in smaller groups. So it's not, you know, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not we can get subgroups of groups at some point in the near future. Yeah,
0: uh, I think the biggest and most important addition, obviously, is now we can run around with our Lavecon uh, decal on our ships. I take it you've all and skin. up and,
2: uh, and skin. Yeah, we were fighting in it on uh, Saturday night. I had it on my Cobra. Ben had it on his Cobra. Skiprat had it on his Cobra. It was it was awesome.
0: What about people that don't have Cobras though?
2: Well, I think. Well,
3: it, what was it? On? It was on Viper and
2: Asps, wasn't it?
3: Frontier said it was on the Viper, the Asp, the Cobra, and wasn't it the Sidewinder as well? I don't remember. It was a while ago that um, make, In beta, I was only able to see it on the Cobra. Um, I really want to make sure it is on the Asp because I want to take my Lavecon skinned Asp to Alpha Centauri. So if it's not there, I'm going to be a bit upset and kind of gutted. Um, It'd be nice I've to not, have on my Vulture, but, you know. Yeah. I, but I, I haven't seen sure. it on anything else yet. Um, we also have the EGX. Um, oh, the EGX decal was there, but I didn't see an EGX skin in beta. I um, don't know whether that's available yet or not. I haven't seen. Okay. I thought. Uh, just, yeah?
1: I thought it was just a decal. I didn't think it was a new skin.
3: Oh, Frontier said it was new skin, but I don't know. I was under the impression it was new skin. Dobbo has just told me that Dobbo can't put the uh, lavecom skin on his asp. He has tried. So we might have to find out what's happening with the lavecom skin on the other ships. Oh, that's um, sad. Because, yeah, I'll be very upset if I can't make my asp look with the Lavecon skin, because it looks very pretty.
0: Mm. Uh, for those that you, of you that do love... Uh, CQC. Um, what I think is fairly big news, they're going to be setting up a CQC tournament with uh, some prize money.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Just yeah, a hundred thousand dollars. Well, their
1: prize fund is a hundred thousand um, dollars. The actual first prize is fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars.
2: Why am I hearing beeping? Grant, is that you again? Yeah, I think I'm about to uh, die a horrible death. In a second guys. Um, oh, because you're hosting uh, uh, the call. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's not a good sound. I no. cannot do anything. <laughs> All my systems are now frozen, but it will hold the call up until such point as it goes blue screen. So um, I will leave it, <laughs> not touch anything, um, and just sit here and and yeah.
0: No more playing games for you.
2: <laughs> no, I'm stuffed. <laughs> oh Lord,
1: I had that a couple of days ago as well. Just having but <clears throat> can't do that if you're if you're streaming. Okay.
0: Um, so, all right. Well, obviously we all want to win lots of money in a CQC tournament. I'm still not sure whether it'll motivate me to play it.
2: But oh we'll see come on! Got to do. We've we're already in Teamspeak been going uh, absolutely ape for it, and like on right, we need to get teams organised. We need to really, you know, really get into this because it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Hmm.
0: Well, I'll give that capture of the flag another go, and maybe it'll hook me this time. So, um, also news today that uh, it's it's the game's now live on Xbox X-Bone, XBone. Is that
1: right? <laughs> oh, don't say XBone. They get very annoyed if you call them
0: X-Boners. I didn't <laughs> call them X-Boners. I just, you know, X-Bone, it's just a nice little shorthand. Okay, the Xbox One, it's now available. Um, I don't suppose anyone knows how successful that rollout was, because that's separate to the PC one.
1: Well, from what I've heard, I mean, I haven't been able to put the the Xbox One on tonight, because the, uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm afraid, a Lego Iron Man has been... Um, been in constant use on that on that thing um but from what i've heard from other people it, it does seem to have taken a while i don't think the message that the servers were going to be down for as long as they had been had got through because um it, it just seemed that uh, there's a lot of people asking why the servers were unavailable even though their download had finished I don't, I don't think that message had got through to them
0: right, yeah, they kind of expected it to all roll out in one go and it would be back up as soon as they finished downloading
2: something yeah. that's, that's come across it's one of the little bugs that's come across from the beta is the repair all for 10 credits paint job issue so I've got that and also if you are thinking of seriously getting into the community goals at Bacon City uh, be warned that the rewards are more of a disincentive <laughs> why minute, what's the reward for being in the top 5% at the current minute it's just over tier 1 you'll receive 25,000 credits which is not great mm. oh dear so, uh, at the moment the animal meat has managed to reach a third tier and the top 5% will get a uh, thousand credits A thousand credits A million credits I I missed three zeros Um, (laughs) Oh he's been affected by the stride virus (laughs) 2,423 contributors Oh I'm
1: going to get paid for that I'm going to get it for that one
0: (laughs) Maybe someone can explain to me And listeners who aren't aware What is the Bacon City thing?
2: It's a new community goal uh, Where you have to bring Animal meat to Bacon City, which is in a uh, Felicia Winter system and Where is it now? It's a funny name. Um, it's it in Carnonic, I think. Carnonic, Karn- well, that's the one. Carnonic or something, there's, yeah. There's actually two community goals here. Uh, yeah, they're having a party, basically, aren't they? Yes. So they want animal meat, and they want narcotics brought along. It doesn't actually say... That you'll get anything in particular for the end of this community goal. It really is just a case of there's going to be a party. Yay!
3: Oh, does that mean we get disco balls or something at least?
2: I don't know. Oh. There's, a, there's a mining uh, machine here as well.
3: well there's a lot of and a line of coke by the sounds of <laughs> <laughs> it. Sounds like a good evening to me. Yeah. Please note, Live Radio does not endorse bacon buddies whatsoever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Always yeah. eat bacon responsibly
3: <laughs> I want bacon uh, putty now
2: Yeah I want a bacon putty now yeah. Okay <laughs> right, <laughs> so, Let's just pause the show there so, We'll go get a bacon
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, You you need to restart your computer don't you Grant I, I, Yeah It, it, it might <laughs> not so come good. back <laughs> You restart your computer we'll go, go get some bacon
2: <laughs> The only thing I've got Is I've had an issue like this earlier on in the week And it's the mouse um, but it generally means that we are in deep, deep doo doo. And yeah, what happened on? I think it was Monday. It was because I wanted to do a broadcast at eight for an orbital. It uh, was blue screen of death, and I couldn't get back into Windows for over two hours before oh. I managed to get back in. So oh, I don't sorry. want to restart if I don't have to, because it'll just you know then we're well, then we're done. So we'll save it to the end of the show, and then I'll risk it.
3: Okay. Well, fingers crossed. If we do go offline, sorry. Um, we'll try to get something going, but my computer currently can't actually broadcast, and I don't know if anyone else has set up. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't, I've I don't been think promising
0: I would, but you know, it's, we're so remind- you, still, Grant.
3: you still haven't.
0: No. Sorry. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, my internet's been so flaky, I wound up basically reboot, reinstalling everything. And, it's, it's, and I,
1: moved, and I everything. moved to Windows 10, that's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and that's going to break everything Okay.
2: That's, well, I'm going that's, that's about me fully some... locked up Sorry. now <laughs> Fully locked up, I can't even hold tab <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just stop touching buttons, Grant Okay. Alright, so um, I'm going to move on to the newsletter Newsletter number 93 um, And obviously they're now showing off The planetary landings That we're going to be seeing in Horizons Mm -hmm. so how excited were you guys when you saw these images
1: I must admit I did think oh that that does look quite nice Um, it's going to be a pain to fly in I I reckon that it's people are going to say oh docking was hard and then they're going to try planetary landings and it'll be a a whole new level of hard I think especially on the big ships
0: yeah, I take it the, the docking computer, if you have one, is going to make this easier. Or, you know, it's going to do it for you.
3: So I, I think don't think it is. Some- no? We might no? get a advanced docking computer, because if you remember, at the moment, all we have is a standard docking computer. So maybe if you want auto-landing on a planet, you'll need a better one.
0: Yeah. No, that, that would make sense. sense. Yeah. Um... I, I thought, you know, with, you know, all that time ago when they first brought it out, I was like, oh, maybe when they bring out an advanced one, it'll dock you, like, super quick. You know, or you can jump the queue yeah. or something like that. But, you know, we we don't know. We haven't seen an advanced one yet. And I, that would kind of make more sense that an advanced one could uh, land you or, you know, um, would would be better suited for getting through an atmosphere once they bring in planets with atmospheres. We shall see.
3: We'll see. I mean, I, I have to remember, I really like the, what I basically associate with flight sims, the, the ribbon and everything like that, showing us the altitude and the bearing. I, I really love seeing that in Elite, and I, I just can't wait to actually try it. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost feel like my excitement for Horizons kind of overshadows what I feel about CQC in 1.4 now. Which is a shame in some ways.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess the problem is if you've spent a lot of time in Elite already and you've flown very close to asteroids, you know, looking at these images, you know, because it's a you know an atmosphereless planet. Is that a word atmosphereless? Yeah, um, I think so. It's, it it kind of looks just like flying really, really close to, you know, uh, a big rock in space, really. But it's got a base on it. Isn't that what a planet is? Uh, yeah, you're right, yes, completely, 100%. But, I mean, it's it's very barren, like a rock in space. And so, uh, you know, it's it's not quite as, uh, you know, impressive, I guess, as, you know, maybe landing in amongst some trees or something on a on a vast,
3: you know. I'll tell the moon that you find it boring. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, just I don't think do the images the are boring.
0: I mean, I was, I, I'm kind of with you on the, the UI changes. They do look cool. Uh, the scanner with the, the height map on it, that looks cool as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I
3: think there's a lot to get excited about there. Um, yeah. just obviously, everything, it's just baby steps, as Frontier are very wisely doing. not We're not mentioning us as another game, but... You know, Frontier, I think, are making a very wise decision with their series of contents, as opposed to promising the Earth and maybe having problems delivering that. Yeah, they've just promised rocky planets for now.
0: Yeah, uh, and delivering that, and then they'll they'll move on to you know Earth soon. Yeah. Um, there you go. So um, yeah, so I thought yeah, definitely worth getting excited about, um, and it's not that too. It'll be Christmas before you know it. Definitely True. So, uh, yeah. So, mm. it's,
3: it, you're allowed to get
0: excited. It's official.
3: It'll be a nice Christmas present, just in time for when I'm going to be away for about a month. Well, it's have isn't it? You yeah. know, you're meant to be spending time with the family.
0: It's that time of year, um, but you're not. You're going to want to be, you know, landing on planets.
3: No, I literally won't be able to because my computer will be down in Birmingham and I'll be up in Rotherham. So, I will literally be away from. My joystick and Cobra and everything like that. Unless I can somehow make my really, really terrible... No, I'm not going to even think about that. That would be bad. That would be naughty. You say,
0: can't you just take the computer with you?
3: Is that not- I, I-, I-, my, my, I wouldn't want to take my whole desktop rig up with me up home because I've got nowhere really I can play it. I was just thinking, could I play it on my laptop? But it's Works laptop and that would be very naughty for me to install Elite Dangerous on it. Oh, okay. Yes, that'd be that'd be wrong.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, I tell you what, I'm going to jump into community corner because I think some more interesting stuff's happened there uh, and with some of the questions than perhaps you know with the development news because everyone's just been uh, uh, Frontier basically been at EGX. I mean, was there, an, and this kind of segues into the one thing that I thought was interesting about EGX, and that was Obsidian Ant with his video kind of review. Or preview of the Vive has everyone seen this
1: yeah I've seen that uh, to be honest I was quite impressed by the way he reviewed it uh, obviously if, if if you haven't seen it uh, after finishing listening to live radio go have a look on YouTube under on his uh, obsidian Ant channel yeah. um, or if
0: grants computer crashes you can go and look at it then <laughs> Is um.
1: that true <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah. this video was—it was—I thought it was very good. I've seen a couple of different uh, people's opinions on the Vive. People who have tried it out. Uh, the first—the first opinion I saw was that there is still very much a screen door effect um, with the Vive. Um, obviously, not as bad as the uh, development kits, the Oculus development kits, but it is still kind of there. Um, now, Obsidian Ant didn't mention that. But he he did have a lot of other positive things to say about it. Um, what what did you think then?
1: Well, yeah, it, it was his description description of the actual colours and um, how, especially in the Oculus Rift, you can you can you know you can still make out the lines because the resolution isn't um, isn't as good as it is uh, as you're expecting. Uh, but you get lost in the immersion. The thing about the the, the Vive is that um, he was saying that the colours and the resolution is so much better that you you kind of forget that you've got the headset on, um, which is you know what we're aiming for. Um, from what I understand, the Vive and the the released Oculus Rift, if you believe the the tech websites, they're going to come out at pretty much the same specs. So I think that that looks quite good for uh, for these headsets in the near future.
0: So on paper, then the Vive really is going to be you know an alternative, you know a viable alternative to the Oculus. Then,
1: yes, it is. I, I would say so. Um,
0: but not as cheap as a
1: Google Cardboard. <laughs>
0: wow, well, what is? Um, <laughs> The other thing is, I mean, there's been a lot of positive things said about the Vive, especially in terms of how it how the motion tracking actually works. You know, it's a bit more suited to if you're stood in a large room with some open space. Um, you know, it, it's kind of geared towards that kind of experience rather than um, the the Rift, which I don't know. Via testing various um, you know uh, pieces of software that, that people have put hacked together. Um, you know, the, that really does seem to be geared towards sitting down in a chair and experiencing things like Elite Dangerous. So, um, in terms of, I mean, are you planning on buying one of these, Colin? Well,
1: uh, at the moment, oh, I'd love to buy one. <laughs> it's just whether or not I could afford it. Um, it's it, it's certainly a viable alternative, but I think in both cases of both the Oculus Rift and the and the Vive, I would have to um, upgrade not only my graphics card but probably my whole machine. And uh, I, I don't. And considering I only got this machine a couple of ye- a year ago, for Elite dangerous. I think I might have to. That's a justification. I'll have to pull cool
3: out of my hat somehow.
0: Grant, are you still with us?
3: Grant had to go and pick up his son, so probably not. Oh right, okay, fine. Alright, all right, that's fine. But ben. his computer is <laughs> <laughs> so well, no far, aside. hopefully. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was it was Oh dear. Yeah, this could go really downhill now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Ben, have you you've do you did you buy I tried a, the a,
3: Did I buy sorry? I, I tried the Vive C G X,
0: yes. Okay, okay, my first question was going to be, did you actually buy a, de- uh, like a development kit for the Oculus Rift? No. Uh, or, okay, fine. Um, did you use one for any length of time apart from you know maybe at LaveCon or something Just like that? Just
3: playing with them at, la- at the Premiere and Elite Meet. Um, long enough to have a play with it and think, okay, that's kind of nice. But not long enough to get motion sick or anything like that. Okay,
0: um, so you went to EGX. Um, yes,
3: Um, Go on then, we'll segue slightly. How was it? EGX itself was awesome. I loved it. It was great fun. It was so nice meeting the community. Um, I have to give a shout-out to Commander Hardly Dan, who I got in trouble for today, considering I basically was talking to him a bunch of times because he was basically going round and round and round and round the queue for CQC, and I just kept talking to him in the queue, just nattering away. And I got in trouble for him, from him today for not interviewing him for Live Radio. I was like, well, oh, I'm sorry, I was too busy talking to you. Um, um, was there a reason why he thought
0: that he needed to be interviewed?
3: Did just because I was interviewing to... absolutely everybody else.
0: Oh, right, okay, <laughs> so, fine.
3: <laughs> I, was like, uh, yeah, I was talking to him, and then someone would come around, and I'd just, like, interview them. And he and I were just talking away. Because <laughs> he and I were talking away, I just totally didn't even dawn on me to interview Oh, all right, okay, fine. Yeah, a bit of conflict, He's he's, he's yeah. a lovely lovely gentleman.
0: Okay, fine. So, all right, so you've tried the five and yes. uh obviously I don't know if it's necessarily fair to compare it because it's it's pretty much in its final um uh, stages really, isn't it? I mean, it was basically yeah. a, a final product you tested and comparing yep. that to the DK2 but how did you feel about it?
3: It was nice uh, um I didn't. I noticed that. I noticed the screen door effect as well, um, but it was nice because maybe because it's designed for walking around and everything like that as well. It was nice that you could like lean left, lean right, move yourself up and down, and everything like that, and your point of view and positional moved relative to how you're actually moving in in reality. So it maintained that immersion, which was awesome. Um, they had the joystick set, so your hand was where your hand was and things, and that was great. Uh, unfortunately, the the commander's hand in-game is longer than my arm or something like that, so I was really having to reach to actually use my throttle and joystick, but that's, uh, I guess that's one of these things of not using a rig that's not fully customized for yourself.
0: Right, it's okay. So, um, you know, do you get, I mean, overall, do you get a good vibe? Is it something that you would pay money for in its current state?
3: I have to admit, I'm probably the wrong person to be asking for that, because I've never been impressed enough with VR thinking, wow, I have to stop what I'm doing and get that. It's nice, it's a gimmick, but I'm not convinced I would rather use that than actually use a good... Monitor monitor setup. Um, I like the idea of actually maintaining a a foot in the real world or something, I guess. Uh, Knowing what's going on around me. And even if I'm in a room where everything's closed and locked and things like that, I Mm -hmm. don't like the idea of having headphones on, having something over my eyes, and not being able to know what's going on in reality around me. Um, okay. makes me slightly well, apprehensive. maybe I
0: mean, yeah I mean it's a valid opinion at the end of the day um if you obviously don't think that the technology is that mind blowing that you know you're willing to sacrifice your one foot in reality for it because
2: yeah, yeah, so
3: it, um, not only that, but also you know, I fidget while I'm flying, yeah, I'm drinking cups of tea and coffee, I'm making cups of tea and coffee, um, I can't do any of that kind of stuff if I'm wearing a vR rig.
0: Okay, no, no, that's fair enough um,
3: it would be hard um, to watch Netflix as well
0: Well, yeah I mean, this is the interesting thing about Elite Is, you know, if you pick the trading Career, it, it, you can Actually multitask, and a lot mm-hmm. of people Are not just trading, I think exploration As well, can't you? You can pretty yeah. much have Netflix going on the other monitor uh, Some people see that as, a, as a, um, a Like an Advantage of Elite, you know, it's a good Thing Um, Whereas personally, if I'm going to play a game, I want it to you know hold my attention, I guess. Um, But okay, so no, it's 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 good to meet somebody who isn't you know waxing lyrical about how the world's
3: going to change because of VR. Um, What I would like to try, and I wish they'd done this into the demo instead of just playing the oh the training missions. I really do think that CQC (laughs) in VR could just dial it up to eleven. Uh, flying through that tiny enclosed space, flying through those tunnels, wearing a rig, and like literally looking around behind you, trying to find your target, would be very, very beneficial. Whereas, obviously, at the moment, we can't look behind us. You know, and that's something I would have always wanted in is like wing mirrors or something. But we don't yeah. have any of that. So, at least with virtual reality, if you're in an eagle or a condor, you can look behind you and or at least sort of down to maybe about the five five o'clock, four five o'clock position which you obviously you can't do easily in game at the moment.
0: Yeah. No, no, that's yeah, that makes complete sense. Uh so uh, you see I I kept on promising myself that I'd get an Oculus for Christmas and that was like two Christmases ago <laughs> and I just put it off. Put it off <laughs> yeah. Put it off. Uh, and now the vibes out I'm I'm as a consumer I'm confused you know I don't know which one to get mm-hmm. and it's going to be so hard for me to actually try one out before I buy because trying to get your get your hands on one is quite difficult now um, because it's all going to be down to pre-orders isn't it
1: yeah well they're taking pre-orders for the vibe uh, vibe now and they say that selected people get it before Christmas the majority be Q1 next year. Uh, and to say the truth, it's only going to be certain people that get the Vive, you know, early. I, I don't think it'll be us who, who've put in for it too late. You see what mm. I mean? Yeah. So, you know, if, if you wanted the Vive for Christmas, then I think we missed the boat for that one.
3: Have they yeah, said sorry. how people get selected for that?
1: I've, well, I'm, they haven't actually So you assume first come, first served.
0: Mm.
3: Unless
1: uh, when of course I said you're a games journalist
0: Yeah, I don't mind I don't mind waiting until the new year When I say for Christmas That's, you know, that's not a problem But um, yeah, I'm just kind of now really confused About which one Because I can't really pre-order either the Oculus Or the Vive Because now there's a choice I'm going to have to test them and compare them but there's no easy way for me to do that at the moment. So, if
3: anything, yeah. it's going to make me de- delay my decision <laughs> to actually get VR. And not only that, but you also really want to be testing them for a prolonged period, which five minutes at a convention or something is probably not going to give you. No,
0: it's just not going to cut and do it, is it? Mm-hmm. No.
3: So, I guess I'm going to have to rely on other people
0: buying them, and then I'm, I'll invite myself around their house. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Just bring me cups of tea, and
3: uh, yes. yeah, put a cup of tea on my hands because I won't be able to see where it is. Um, oh, that, oh, sorry, I've just had an awesome thought. Oh, I want this to happen in game now, but it's not. It's not gonna. But you know how we're getting our bubble heads. Ah, yes. yes. The other big. I, to- yes. Um, I want my mug. To have a QR code or something like that on it, which is recognized by my Vive, so that when I put it down on my desk, it's on my dashboard in my Cobra. (laughs) Give me that and I will buy whoever's rig makes that happen. Okay.
1: You basically basically spend almost two grand just to see a little mug on your desk, virtual mug. And
3: be able to drink from it. So,
0: when I lift up, I would
3: pay two grand for an in game item. That's just ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, No, it is the cost of the whole thing for it. (laughs) Yes, that was John being sarcastic about certain other games that we will not mention. Oh.
1: Sorry, you've been too subtle for me.
3: (sighs) Uh, Sorry. Who's in the corner?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Well, hmm. the next bit, I mean, I, I did want Grant here first, but maybe you can talk about it. Code versus Trucker's War. Grant <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. will be about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. he talked about it at the top of the show, but ultimately, were you guys there? And I was there for the whole, the whole evening, yes. Uh, and I true. caught up right at the very end. So maybe you can explain what the hell it was about. And right, what, well, what started it? What
3: the idea was, and you know how did it pan out? Right. Well, it all it all, I guess, originally started back in the Hutton community goal, where around about three quarters of the way into it, code said, "Give us a bazillion dollars, or we'll blockade the system." And we just laughed and said, "Ha ha! We'll not give you our bazillion dollars. You can, you can, you can run off and pl- go forth
1: and multiply." Yes.
3: Um, and then code said, "Well, haha, we'll come and kill you all." And they came, and they interdicted a couple of people, and you know that that was all fine and dandy. And then I believe they also continued that threat on into other CGs. Um, and then basically, because most of the code and most of the pirates, actually at the end of the day, they're actually decent guys who are just up for a bit of a laugh as well. Um so Dave, I believe, reached out and like, let's arrange a Mayhem community goal with like a showdown between the Hutton mug and code and we'll give ourselves balance ships and we'll we'll have a bit of a war, a bit of a Barney. And um they went off and did agreed to all that and the Code boss and people like that showed up, and you know, on Saturday we had a, we we got on into our wings, and eventually it took us about an hour to get organised. But eventually we we tried set off, and it was really good fun. Um, there were pretty serious instancing problems, unfortunately, because I mean, as you might remember, the way instancing works in the game is everyone who's in your Everyone who's in your friends list gets a priority to be to see you. So, surprisingly enough, we all had each other friended. And wow. we only had a few of the, of the code friended, and vice versa. So, we saw instances full of Hussan people, code saw instances full of code people, and ne'er the twain shall meet which led to very unfortunate situations where a single viper might drop in on like 15, 20 cobras and promptly get his ass handed to him. And equally a single cobra might show up and get his ass handed to him by 20 vipers. Um, we eventually managed to get things a little bit balanced out by f- basically working very hard at it. Um, how, we also had... Well, can you, how do you do that? Um, repeated trials, trial runs, uh, we were talking about, but we never did, sort of like winging up, say, two Cobras and two Vipers, and then jumping in together as a wing of four, de-winging, and then trying to invite people, um, and basically getting the combat zone populated from that seed, um, but thankfully we didn't have to go to that extreme, um, we kind of got mixed in because Code were interdicting people in Super Cruise in order to basically get the, in order to see somebody that, you know, they could see us in Super Cruise, but when we got to the war zone, we were just all all with ourselves. So Code were interdicting pilots whilst flying to the war zone. And, you know, we had some good uh, four-on-four bits of fun there where I think my wing we managed to kill one person, and they eventually killed us all, but it was... Yeah, that that was good fun. Um, but then... Oh, excuse me one second. Sorry. Uh, but Dave went off and hired some people to run security for us, a wee bitty, And apparently they then went off and basically blockaded Code's home port. So we wound up carrying the fight to their station, and code carried the fight to our station. Um, And that, because of all this happening, we all wound up seeing each other more as the evening progressed. So by 11 o'clock or whatever time Colin showed up, we actually had reasonable instances going on. Um, One thing which I found really quite interesting was the pirates have obviously; they've got a mentality of "live to fight another day," because you know you die, you're kind of pointless, really. Yeah, you know, it's not. that's not a definition of a good pirate. So we all noticed that the second that a pirate lost his shields, he was running off into hyperspace. So, whereas the the Cobras had a more bulldog mentality, shall we say? you know deliberately maybe accepting the shield lost in order to try to get a bit more of the co- of the vipers shields down for the rest of their wing so we might have seen more vipers running away but we might have seen more cobras dying okay uh, but i thought Aww. i thought that was quite interesting i thought that was quite interesting just that you know their mentality is yeah i'm alive whereas we just didn't give a monkey's about that
0: OK. And I suppose the reason why code was causing you problems, I guess, is because, um, you know, flying to Hutton takes quite a while. And so yeah. to get interdicted and killed is a bit of a pain. So they probably, a affected, bit. Yeah, probably yeah. affected you a lot more than other community goals that they were trying to... Um, we see one of, the,
1: one of the problems with Hutton was the fact that because it was such a big trip out there, you couldn't repair your ship's integrity uh, and once your ship we once we found that you know your ship integrity goes, then that has a massive effect on on the rest of the way your your ship handles
0: okay yeah, good point so um, so did they manage to actually extract some cash from any of the community goal
3: people? Did the Eckers like? <laughs> At least not from anybody I've ever heard of um, okay. But I have to admit I, mean, I was watching the Pirates stream On Saturday And you know, it was really nice Actually just talking with them And interacting with the Pirates And having fun with them Whilst we were doing our own things as well Because you know, the, the, All the Pirates I've interacted with Have actually been really nice guys Apart from being Pirates
1: Okay. Well, it all depends on the one you got. Some of them yeah. just went out to kill you. The other ones who, the ones that
0: yeah,
3: they're not pirates, they're dicks.
1: In my opinion.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Hello. That that I mean it was one of these things where there was a good range of different tactics that the code brought, which was awesome to see that, and they kind of showed us how how organized they are as a PvP opponent which was quite impressive to see and of course a lot of our members managed to find ways to, tack, tack, to or to tackle those particular tactics and it was yeah was it was, a, it was a, a spectacle of an event and yeah all just from uh, the mayhem wanting us to stress test and code got involved with us and were more than happy to come and try and kick our asses. We didn't get to declare a winner either, so both sides say they won, and frankly both sides won. There wasn't any real clear big battle that you could say, ah, and the winner is the red corner! It was uh, really just that the winner was the fact that people who maybe thought being pirated would be horrific found that PvP is not as off-putting as they thought for the open mode, and that's a huge success. Cool.
0: Well now you're back, Grant, can I just backtrack a little bit to what we were talking about before? We were talking about the Vive. Um, now you've had all of the Oculus Rifts, the different versions. Um what did you think of you know the you know the initial reaction to the Vive? Might you be, you know, persuaded to go for that final retail model?
2: I honestly have to say I'd have to try it. It's as simple as that. I didn't, didn't get into the Oculus until I tested uh, Karash's Oculus. No, it wasn't. No, it was. It was Karash at Elite Meat. He brought his Oculus down, uh, the original Elite Meat, <laughs> and I tried it there. And it was that trial that sparked my kind of getting involved and trying each one because I had the confidence from that that it was worth the money. So, I would probably need to arrange to go and, like yourself, uh, you were saying as well earlier on, actually try it before I could settle on thinking which one's the best. However, at the current moment, I'd probably just ignore that one and stick with the Oculus because I kind of know what I'm getting. Okay,
0: so so the fact that it worked, it's more geared towards having like that kind of full room experience rather than the sat down one, you know, that doesn't persuade you that it might... Have Some benefits over Oculus? Um,
2: I think you know, these things it's, it's, it's very much like Track IR. Um, you put it on, and you, as you, you a sort of demoer, I demoed it down at uh, Lavecon, the first one, uh, no, second one, second Lavecon, and I demoed Track IR and Oculus. And what you notice extremely quickly with these devices is that. People don't bloody move when they're playing games. They sit and they stare at the centre of the screen. It's when you realise that this tech is a complete and utter watch. You can look around right now, play the game, and then you don't. You just don't ever do it. The Oculus is absolutely ample for that whole uh, piloting. You really just want to have your head moving, your your hands and stuff. I, I don't see that... At the moment, having not tried it, I can't see that being any more a significant boost to the experience than you know being able to look around. So, I think it may well be much the same as 3D television is now, you know, dying a death because it's just you know, it's a novelty, it's better in the cinema, and it's not so great in your home TV, so nobody watches it because, frankly. Wants to sit in the home with a set of glasses on, and the Oculus gives you that reason, which is that you can see around, you can look down, you can see everything, and it encourages that. Whereas a Track IR, which allows the same kind of response, nobody bothers with. It's an awesome tool, and you get used to using it as an extra controller. But when you sit someone down for the first time and you sit and watch them play, they just stare straight ahead. It's the funniest thing, you know. It's the same with problem with the Oculus as well. The majority of your time in game is spent. Unless you're in combat or you're doing the whole spectator thing, you're staring straight in the middle of your dash right in front of you. Yeah, so, I
0: yeah. mean are you being like perhaps like a bit narrow in that you're thinking of it as like, you know, the elite experience. Are you not interested in other types of VR experiences?
2: I'd love to I mean, I would love to try the Oculus with the alien isolation, it sounds you know, that's the kind of game, but I would find that the first person shooter would probably make me barf. Uh, I've got a terrible habit of getting motion sickness from games like Doom with the bob when you walk and Star Citizen um, when we fired up their nice uh, first person module. And it's stunning, it's beautiful, but the bob in that, I couldn't play it. It would make me heave after sort of 10-15 minutes of it. And to demonstrate it, I looked up into the sky, and the amount of swivel in the head position as you walk was yeah ridiculous. Uh, that needs to be brought right down for me to be able to take it without having to have medication. Uh, so I couldn't imagine um, playing... Another game. I mean, let's face it. What other games would suit it? It's going to be racing car games. That might be interesting. But again, you're talking about <laughs> a steering wheel in front of you, or you know, a joy pad, a game pad. Do you really need to know where your hands are to see that game pad? Yeah. I don't see well, I, mean, I don't, don't the advantage you... until I try it. But they say with Oculus, you know, you don't see it until you try it, and then suddenly it means something to you. And the potential in Oculus was huge. What have we got now? It's not really tapped into that. We've not got the kind of uh, world where you could be in an online lecture uh, for college with your Oculus on so you can see around the classroom and stuff. You're not getting that kind of. Uh, technology. I mean, you've seen now that YouTube's got the ability to do these multi-position cameras so that you can rotate your phone while watching a video and be able to see it from whatever angle and, you know, rotate your phone as if it's your head in the world. I mean, these, these things are advancing hugely. So to find the benefit of it, I would need to try, I think, before I could really convince myself that uh, I would want my hands to be, you know, represented in games so that I can see what I was doing. I mean, a boxing game that could be kind of fun, couldn't it? Yeah, or a kung fu game. So like you're like, going to get yeah. to that stage where you make a punch or something, and he'll punch at the same time, and you'll see your virtual hand smash and break, and your fingers fall off, and it might just freak you out a little bit too much. Okay. Or you might you know, be uh, fighting a wild animal and you've got to try and do that kind of you know, fighting and again you're going to sort of I don't know, punch somebody that's sitting innocently with a beer beside you in the house That would be
0: a cool game Vladimir Putin's bear fight I would so buy that game
2: <laughs> well, Apparently the technique is to ram your hand down its throat, that was uh, the news story today for the man that survived a bear attack
0: was this the same guy that, that said in that James Bond film that you just pull out the crocodile's teeth as the best way to immobilise it?
2: Well, I mean, to be, to be honest, it's, 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 a, it's a remarkable story that he had to been, been bitten on the head, he'd been bitten on his leg, and the, the bear came back for another charge, and he remembered his advice that his old gran had told him or his old mum told him, that, you know, ram your hand down the throat, their gag reflex is quite powerful, so it completely it worked. And, you know, he's alive today uh, to be able to tell his story. Well, I think he, I Good.
0: he's quite lucky,
2: well done him. I I just imagine in that um, kind of instance you could have that sense of mind to remember, that kind of advice. you <laughs> what is it? Derama? Yeah, it's,
0: it's <laughs> like when somebody says, oh, if if a shark's ever, you know, about to attack you, punch it on the nose. And I'm like, would you really, <laughs> would you really have the weather rules to actually do that? Um, or would you just be screaming like a like a very young screaming thing um, alright I think we need to move on to community questions because believe it or not we're running out of time um, and I'm going to Ben are you there can I volunteer you to read the first question I'm afraid I think yes. Ben has, uh, Yeah.
3: oh you're back no I'm here I've never left I was just oh. uh, magnifying that so I could actually read it so, the first question is from Darius on the forums, who is saying in episode 79 there was a discussion of CQC as an eSport. One thing I hear thrown around constantly is that without server client architecture it is impossible for CQC to become an eSport. I don't have enough knowledge about this to really have an opinion so the thought that a server is required makes sense. What are your thoughts on it?
0: Uh, okay. Well, I can kind of give a a kind of a informed opinion um so obviously the issue with peer-to-peer uh uh, networking in a game is because the clients are trusted so much you know it opens up you know uh there's scope for cheating um so that is correct you know you know that's a fact um the issue, I guess, is how Frontier are actually, you know, attempting to deal with that. Because if they have found a way of, you know, at least combating cheaters, then, you know, they can they can make it work. And, I mean, I've been playing online multiplayer games for, you know, nearly all my life. So, it's perfectly possible to cheat um, in a game that has a server. I mean, if you play games <coughs> like Duty Online, you know, you've got people... Um, you know glitching hiding, hiding under maps, wall hacking um, they 've got you know these uh, quick scope bots and things and you know aim bots, stuff like that so it 's all perfectly possible to cheat on you know the server uh, client server technology so I think if frontier are able to you know manage the uh, the drawbacks of the peer to peer or they have a decent reporting system and they 're really on top. Of people that were cheating then I think that it, it can be you know just as good at eSport as one that is based on client server technology that's my answer
1: well if you I mean if it's a proper um, tournament then surely you know you'll have people monitoring the uh, monitoring the server the the clients to make sure that there isn't a uh, cheating like that but uh,
0: I think he's he's saying that if there's, like, tournaments that are run online rather than, you know, like a, a LAN where you can have a guy running around checking the machines and stuff like that.
3: You know, it's like a competition that's been announced with a $100,000 uh, prize pots and $15,000 top prize and yeah. things like that. Because it's hmm. basically been run online. To
0: start with, with the successful people Been invited to a final tournament Which will be more like a LAN That's what mm. my understanding of it was So, in that case you know, the, you know, there is a potential for cheating But there's a potential for cheating On any Online game You know, it doesn't matter what it is but It doesn't matter what the underlying networking uh, Pattern, really So, yeah no, yeah, I completely agree,
3: obviously. I mean, I think what, obviously, with the peer-to-peer stuff, you are asking for a more complicated setup, um, especially when it comes to getting that initial communication going. The weird and wacky networking combinations that people have to just get from my computer through to yours and equally from your computer through to mine, there's probably almost an infinite amount of possibilities out there, isn't there? And somehow Frontier has to be able to cope with all that. Mm. Now, and I think we, we that's a problem that we are seeing, even tonight, that you know, for whatever reason, Grant can't talk to me, I can't talk to Grant, and there is something wacky going on between our computers that mean... We can't talk to each other at the moment. don't know why. Um, Usually, it seems to be, if you send a text message to somebody, then that punches a hole through your firewall. And if they're having problems, then they punch a hole through their firewall to talk to you. And once that's done, then you've got two-way communication going on. And Grant and I have seen each other loads and loads of times in the past, but for whatever reason, tonight we just can't talk to each other. But then again, Grant does have very interesting problems this evening as well, so it could be, it could be related to that. I don't know. So,
0: well, anyway, I hope that answered the that question. Anyway, uh, next question, Ben.
3: Oh, I'm doing all of them. <sighs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, I was leaning back, thinking about things there. Anyway, so James. Ash, ashum Laser, who I hope is not asking for us not to announce his name. No, he's not. Um, James on Facebook is asking, listening to this again on the drive to the office, Chris, I think it was, talks at length about the, having a Batman armor. This would be in last week's show, by the way. Having Batman armor on your freighter to save you from interdictions long enough for the police to show up. I have a different solution. Contract an escort fighter stations should have npc pilots for hire that would jump with you if resources are an issue they need not be visible until called this would work for miners as well you've paid insurance of this type and it could be credits per hour in fact the duration in fact then for the duration you can summon your ai wingman wingmates anytime you're attacked and they just warp in pull out your guns with no delay now if a human player wanted to sign up for this hourly rate they could join your wing and be paid for time spent in your company. Um, this would give combat-oriented players something fun to do as well, and make merchants less itchy about flying in open mode. As a side note, wingman beacons are terrible in the current implementation, plus having a wingman navlocked causes unfortunate things to happen if you jump away in a bad situation. Gosh, I hope this ha- they fix this in four or five. So I think the, the side note he's on about is, let's say I'm Navlock to you and you're Navlock to me and we run away. If we, Unless we jump out at the same time, then I'll be pulled back into the instance and potentially I'll be there all alone. Which could be a bit embarrassing and, pain, and painful for me.
0: Yeah. That, that, that is a nasty uh, thing that does happen. and I'm surprised yeah. they haven't addressed that really, because a lot of people are aware of it and they know
3: it's an issue. Um... On the other hand, it's actually something I quite like and it's a mechanic that we were using a lot on Saturday to basically get into the right instance. So, you know, if we couldn't see each other we knew that if we jump out of the station and then be pulled into we'd jump jump out of the station, navlock to your to your wingman, and then you'd be pulled back in, but this time you'd be magically in their instance instead. So... It's it's weird and funky mechanics, but it's a good way of actually meeting up with each other. Okay. But one thing that I noticed, though, on Saturday, and I don't know how Frontier could actually fix this. Let's say I'm Navlock to you. You Even if we're all in the jump-down range, I jump in, and then your system then basically takes about three to five seconds gazing at its navel or something waiting for you to actually jump in and join me uh and those three to five seconds if you're getting attacked by if you've been interdicted and you have four pirates on you can be very very painful um so i would rather if i get pulled out you get pulled out at the same time as me or if i jump you jump at the same time as me rather than having that couple of second delay Um, okay. Yeah. But we haven't covered his main thing about the Batman armor, I guess. Yeah. Now I wasn't here last week, so I,
0: can you give me a bit of context about this Batman armor?
1: The Batman armor is, is very similar to what the Batmobile. happened in one of the Batman in the first Batman movie, the Tim Burton one, where he'd park the Batmobile up and press a button, and basically it turned into a turtle shell that nobody could get into. And what uh, Chris suggested was the fact that the the uh, you could have a ship that goes into kind of Batman Batmobile mode, and you have to just, just sit there and hope that the police get to you before the pirate gets through uh, their armor. Okay. Uh, personally, I I, th- I thought the idea of you know calling out, uh, hiring wingmen. I mean. Wingmen were discussed in the DDF about hiring wingmen and stuff like that, but nothing have, has ever come of it yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I was going to say, that, was, that was the first thing I was going to say is it was discussed, so I don't know, can we assume that it's on the development timeline somewhere? I don't know if we can. But, um, yeah, I like that idea. I do like the idea of being able to hire wingmen to protect you. Um, I don't know about, well, I haven't really given it a lot of thought the idea of you being able to kind of summon them, like you would in World of Warcraft, summon a demon or whatever, um, and they just suddenly appear—I um, don't know—but I did like the original DDF idea, which was, um, you know, you, you know you're going on a dangerous mission, so you hire a wingman and they follow you everywhere. Uh, I thought that was a bit more
3: realistic. Not that I oh, really—it's a—it's a proper escort, isn't it? And you know, yeah, it's I, a one, I'd assume. You know, in reality, if you're say flying a a bomber, then you're going to have fighter escorts, and they kind of stick with you for the extent of their fuel range.
0: Yeah, and it's a bit more believable. And if anything, it also acts as a deterrent. You know, if someone sees you in super cruise and they know that you're with a couple of fighters, they're going to be less likely to, you know, pull you out. So there's, you know, you get that kind of double benefit to it. So, yeah, I guess if that answers this question, it would be a good idea to have AI wingmen. It has been suggested, uh, but I kind of preferred that proposal where you you know, they followed you everywhere rather than you could just phone them up and they would then come and find you.
1: (coughs) Yeah, I mean, that's very similar to the Privateer 2 mechanic where, you know, you'd hire a wingman or a tanker or something like that and you'd uh, basically escort that tanker or A cargo carrier about the place. Uh, I I quite liked that mechanic, except they didn't actually get it to work properly.
0: (laughs) How was it not working properly?
1: Uh, Basically, um, the Privateer 2 had this uh, way of moving between planets by going to nav points, you know, like they did in the old Wing Commander movies, and you'd you'd be at each nav point for about, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute, depending on how many pirates were there. Uh, And if, for instance, you jumped out of the nav point before your, um, your tanker went, or your, your cargo carrier went, then basically your cargo carrier was at the mercy of anything that, that uh, jumped into the nav point while you jumped out. And that caused problems.
0: Okay, fine. Um, do we have any more questions? Or does anyone have anything else to say on that one? No, I think well, I think we've we've covered most of that, Thank think. Okay. Um, time for some shout outs, I think. Uh, who's Matt Wally Walford?
3: Hey, so Okay. Yeah, on Facebook we got a message from Matt Walford who is planning a little event for um his eighth dragon squadron. Um, I can read it verbose if you want, or you can if you want. It's up to you.
0: Does it have to be verbose? <laughs>
3: um, I don't know if I can oh, summarize it.
0: Yeah, if you will. If you want to, yeah. Oh, that is a lot of, you know, text.
3: It is um, a lot of text. Uh, basically, so they're... The 8th Dragon Squadron, I think it is, are doing a official pilgrimage around all the systems where they've done... Uh they've carried out operations as they basically fly to their new home planet, which I'm assuming is I think they're flying to Patagoda Coney Gateway. I think that's where their, their new syst- their new base is. Uh yes. And they're basically they're flying around visiting all their their systems. Um have they given us a date? I don't actually know if Matt's given us a date here. Oh, yes, he has. On Friday the 9th of October at 7pm in game time. So that is one hour before. So in game time at the moment it's 21.12, even though in British time it's twenty twenty two twelve. So it's GMT minus one hour for game, game time. So it' be eight o'clock british time, I guess okay
0: uh what else is going on? I do like their official pilgrimage diagram though you know yeah, it's, it's very, a, it's a very nice though, picture yes yeah it's it's nice they put some little ships in there and a
3: little uh, uh grid system some... and <laughs> we oh, we we just we do this for the pictures, yeah. Yeah, is this
0: picture available (laughs) somewhere public that we can actually point people to? Because obviously, you know, if he's just sent it, it's on
3: it's on Facebook in the and he posted in the Elite Dangerous community. Okay, so it it is there as well. Cool.
0: And in wow, this is shock news. The Golden Joysticks have actually what given us a date when they're they're, (laughs) eventually the thing's going to (laughs) close. Oh, good grief! Don't they? Uh, yes. They got ten day. We got ten days left to go and vote for our games in the Golden Joystick
3: Awards. Uh, so the sixteenth of October.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, I don't know. I don't really want to tell people what to vote for. I mean, you know, obviously we're an elite, dangerous podcast. So I guess people can go and vote for that. It's been nominated
3: in a couple of categories, isn't it? I think it's four. Nominated in four categories. Yeah, yes. And such a long time games ago. Like Chaos, vote, a- Chaos has been nominated in a couple, I believe, as well
0: yeah yeah so if people are going to go and vote if you haven't already, uh, and you get to the indie game section or whatever it was, and you haven't played any of the indie games, um, and so you don't know what to vote for, uh, please vote for chaos. you know obviously, if there's one of the games that you've played and you prefer, by all means vote for that. But it'll be nice to see Julian Gollop actually you know receive an award. he's a you know a veteran of game development to see him to
1: get some uh, some recognition for a lot of the stuff that he's done.
0: Yeah, and, and, and Chaos Reborn is an excellent game, so it does deserve, you know, some recognition. I mean, it does have some really stiff competition. I think I said this the last time I was on it, it's like Kerbal Space Programme and Invisible Inc., you know, which, you know, is very popular at the moment. But uh, right. yeah.
1: Invisible Inc. that's that's supposed to be one of Chris's favourite games, isn't it? Mr. Jarvis. Yeah.
0: He is quite conflicted because he's been playing loads of Invisible Ink. Um, I haven't, I can't, I haven't checked his Steam account to see how much time he's spent in it, but from what I've seen popping up in the corner of my screen, it's a lot of time. Um, but he's doing the audio drama for, for Chaos, so I take it he probably voted for that. Um, now I actually am no longer flying around Lave Station because uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> so I can't actually give any has game cr- shout
3: out Dobo I know has been a- around Live Station. I don't know about anybody else because I got a remote report from Dobo asking where I was, and I said, oh. "Well, I'm having I'm having some bacon tonight."
0: Oh, fair enough. So well, at least Dobo got mentioned. You know, he's a hardcore fan of the show. So <laughs> greetings, Dobo. So, uh,
3: and sorry, four two nine one has also been asking where I were. Okay, so uh, it's all, sorry. It's all grants. Sorry, c- go, John.
0: No, no, it's fine. So sorry for anyone that was waiting outside Lave Station. Uh, I was there originally, but uh, I had to quit the game. Uh, But I thought, I just don't want to sit in the game in case it crashes my machine, uh, which it has in the past. Uh, So are we going to do some chat room shout outs? I think I can manage
3: to do that. Seems reasonable. It's all Grant's fault that we're not in game. I was going up to Lave when Grant said, no, come and deliver some bacon.
2: Yeah, well, I've got the narcs there, that, that was all fine and dandy, and now I'm locked out of all my systems, probably because obviously some of it's leaked. <laughs> you have And I've lost the control of my entire body, cannot do anything again. <laughs> um, so, yes, I think. You weren't yeah,
3: smuggling them in internally again, were you?
2: No, not at all. Oh, incidentally, we had, we had an email in last week from the Children of Raxla group who were trying to highlight the fact that they have a nice new story that was published by a particular author that we, no one that we particularly know uh, directly, but we know him. Let's just say it's a very senatorial book, a short Mm -hmm. story, and it is basically a little bit of a a loose ends tie-up and uh, the feeder for their group in the game and the characters that they intend to use. So, if you want to have a look at that, go to Children of Raxla, Dot com, and if you go to the homepage, you scroll down, you will see a little link so that you can download the PDF of the short story and give it a read. But other than that, I'm sorry, John, I can't tell you who's on Twitch because I can't see Twitch. I can't tell you who's in the IRC because I can't <laughs> see it. Um, and yeah, I'm working on a way of coming, you know, ending the show. So um, yeah, stick around. <laughs>
3: You're gonna to have
2: to say <laughs> You're just gonna have
3: basically pull the plug out of your computer, aren't you? That's how you're gonna be doing it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, in the chat room we have uh Arkham Bows, Commander Babster, Commander Ekbos, Commander Hybrite, Commander Icefire, Commander Rip One Pit, Commander Time, Ed, and I take it that's you. Ben. E. I. D. No? Okay. Uh, end gamer. We've got uh, Gelly Midim, Grebleed, Mr. Stabler, Keynes, Mangle, Markdis, Nizel, myself, Snevis, and Starion.
3: Four. Oh. And in Twitch, we have Tuplex, Alien Pickle, Amochi, Basilda uh, Basil Brit, I think. Commander Alien, Commander uh, Aziron, Commander Doug Heisenberg. Commander Garrick. Commander uh, Majer. Elder RP. Okay. El Borobotosis23. Icefire again. Jim the Guru. Car... Ka- oh, crumbs. Car... Ka- <laughs> I think they're doing like it on that. purpose now. They're just I think they have possibly name. Kippy1962. Markdis um manon Peterk 1973, Rascon, Snevas, The One and Only T, Tossen 73, Waxman and finally Watcher.
1: Can can we just put in a rule that says that if, if your name in chat scores more than 50 points in Scrabble we're not going to bother.
2: <laughs> no they get renamed Bob. Bob <laughs> Well, I've, ma- I've managed to get onto the Twitch channel on another machine, and I can see that uh, Ibro Ibo Robot twenty three has uh, said that he never gets his name right, and Commander Ignatius J. Really uh, also is the same. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, I murdered
3: you. Who's who's saying? I thought I said you, Ignatius.
2: Yeah, he's in the Twitch stream as well. Though, you know, these guys, yeah. they, 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 they're multi-op. They do.
0: Okay, well, in that case, I'm going to wrap things up before uh, Grant's uh, machine dies. At least that way we can say that we've we've recorded it all in one go. So, um, thank you to We're everyone. Not gonna... uh, well, go
3: on. We're not going to lose the recording, are we, Grant, by any chance?
2: Um... Uh, answers on a postcard send them in to <laughs> I took part at No, <laughs> this could be a uh, missing show people
3: yeah, <laughs> I this hope could you be... enjoyed it that might be for the best to be honest uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay that's it for another episode of Lay Radio uh, just a reminder if you'd like to get in touch with the show then you can email us uh, info at layradio.com you can find us on facebook facebook.com forward slash layradio or you can tweet us, at Leave Radio on the Twitter. Uh, you can also join the Skype chat channel by adding Fozzer 101 to your Skype contacts. Do, is that channel still going, guys? Oh, yes.
1: Yes, it's very yeah. vocal.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, and, oh, we've got our own TeamSpeak server, which you're always welcome to uh, come along and use, whether you're playing Elite or any other game, just come and meet the community. Um, you can find that, well, the host name is laberadio.teamspeak3.com uh, Just a reminder, if you're not listening live, Labor radio is recorded on a Tuesday evening at half past eight and streamed out from the website and also on Twitch, thanks to Grant. So thank you, Grant, Colin, and Ben for joining me this evening. Thanks to all the commanders that have joined us outside Labor station and in all the various chat rooms. Until next time, fly safe, and if you can't do that, Fly dangerous. Pull the plug, Grant! <laughs> <laughs> or we could do an East Enders ending. Boom, 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 boom.
3: I have no idea what's going on. We're loving the heat. I hope someone knows what we're talking about. <laughs> they mean, disco Oh, That's so true. It's here to have we been delivering oh, too I many puns again?
2: This is your crew. I can't mute your mics either, guys.
3: Radio, <laughs> <laughs> Radio. <laughs> it's <With> second technician, forest of tubes. It's a podcast mm-hmm. that's based on a game. To listen
0: would be such a shame It makes other stations sound very lame That's slave radio Ooh, swing your pants.
3: No, no, Simon, we're not them. We're... Pink custard. We cut the mustard. We're never flustered. We can't can be trusted. Blade Radio, this song's for you. For the Orange Sidewinder crew. Elite Dangerous is what you do. And then you talk a lot about it too. Blade Radio, ready to play-dio. Search for their website and off you go. Blade Radio, nothing to pay-dio. fi game DJ fans, this is your show.
0: Oh, it's a niche audience then.
2: This is Radio Online Gold Lave. With DJs Chris's and Jolla knocked in. Forever surfing internet
3: airwaves. The Slave Radio. It's a podcast that's based on... To listen would be such a shame It makes other stations sound very lame That's lame Yeah, live radio. It's not love radio. Well, I well, know we all love live radio. No, but it's not live radio. Oh, well, it, it, I don't know whether it's live or, or live, 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 live radio live, and we love it.
2: All right, guys. I am pressing the reset button. I might not see you for a number of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> <Good night. laughs>